It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coots and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. Hey, this week we uh, are going to do a little uh, 2021 in review, mm-hmm. kind of looking back at the movies of 2021. But first, we're going to review a movie that uh, we watched. Uh, what was it on Prime? It, it was on Prime, yeah, yeah, Amazon Prime. Okay, so this is a movie called Mortal, mm-hmm. um, and it's from Norway. Yes. Uh, and And it's about a guy who's like a like a weird homeless dude. He lives out in the woods and he has godlike powers. Well, what what we find out is he's like American and Norwegian and he came to Norway on trek to find his uh to find his uh, family. His family, his ancestors, uh-huh. whatever, yeah. And when he gets here, he gets to Norway, he starts having all these like he can like he like uh, can channel electricity and stuff. Well, what you find out is he's in, he he's running. The reason he's homeless and kind of hiding out is because these people kind of took him in, and he accident he woke up and found out like he had set the whole place on fire and he had like burned it down and killed all the people. Yeah, and yeah. so he's dealing with a, this guilt of that all the way through it, and he's you know he can't really control these powers. He's got like these lightning powers that can you know just shock and create fire mm-hmm. um, and it kind of opens with these dumb kids that are kind of just bullying him for no reason Yeah, and uh, he's like don't touch me don't touch me he's like what'd you say what'd you say and so he grabs him by the shirt and it like burns the kid from the inside and it's not real graphic when it happens you kind of just see his eyes go black a little bit like because obviously it's just you know his organs and stuff are burning inside and so he's like Really upset, so they bring in like this psychologist to to come in and talk to him, who they kind of immediately kind of form a bond. Um, and then he like burns the room up. Oh yeah, he burns the room up, and <laughs> boy, she's a good she's she's a good uh, she's a good person because that didn't freak anybody else would be like, oh, I'm out. But he's like, no, no, I'm gonna help you. He's like, just. Get, yeah. get, I'm gonna help you control your emotions and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're laughing. It's not really a funny scene. But no, <laughs> this movie's not a funny movie. No, it's not. It, it, it's, it's humorless. A, it's a drama. <laughs> it's a drama, uh, but it's you know it's a pretty decent movie. It is. I, you know, I I was entertained. Yeah, it it is a slow movie too. It's very slow. It's slow. Yeah. So, and, and lots of Norwegian that you have to read. Right there, there's a lot of uh, Norwegian uh, <laughs> subtitles and stuff, but it's by the guy that that worked on Troll Hunters and what was the Which other is a film? Great movie, yeah, Troll Hunters, and then there's one other movie that was like, I'm trying to remember. Does he have a sequel, Troll Hunters? There's a sequel. No, he doesn't. I don't think so. Um, he worked on he worked on one week. other movie that is American that was really good, and I'm just trying to remember what it was. Um, Oh, I don't know. But anyways, uh, yeah, he, he it's a really good movie, and uh, the lead is Nat Wolf, who, um, you know, uh, his brother, he has a twin brother who's also been in, like, uh, the movie Old, and his twin brother has Old and uh, Pig, mm. and so they're, they're kind of, uh, 
they're kind of up and comers. They're getting a lot more roles recently. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, it's really good. And I kind of should have guessed where this was going because it was set in Norway, but I didn't. And I don't want to spoil the film, but um, it's cool. It it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It, the weird thing it. is, it's got an R rating, but. It's not really violent enough to well, receive it. Well, a girl it. gets hit in the head with a bullet. Oh, that's right. There is one scene that's very graphic. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that. But then it also says underneath it, like, sexual content under the rating. But there's no sex or nudity. There's none. And I don't think there was a single curse word. I don't even think anybody kisses each other. Oh, yeah, they do. They kiss? She Yeah, she kisses him. Okay, well. At one point. <laughs> and they kind of, And they be kind of come... Lovers, which seems it does seem very sudden, but this is a short movie, so they're kind of, even though it's slow, mostly it's it, it's weird because it's slow, but also everything kind of happens fast. Yeah, especially at the end. Especially like everything at the is end. like bam, 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 right? Yeah, there. the end. Yeah. The end can seem a bit abrupt. Yeah, but yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so are we gonna rate this? Yeah, I'll give it a four out of five. Yeah, I'll do the same. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so now what we're going to do is we're going to talk about our top five, our favorite films of the year, and then our bottom five five films we thought were garbage, crap, nonsense. And then finally we're going to talk about one movie that we just said, this is just the biggest disappointment. Mm. Okay, so my very first movie that I want to say, and I'm going to go in order from five up to one. That's what I'm going to be doing, too, as well. Okay. So, you go first. You do all so yours. So, number five on my list is a movie called Belfast. With um, It was directed by Kenneth Branagh, and it was about Northern Ireland. I really love this movie, and I connected with it. And, you know, I, I just really... I really felt great leaving that movie. I, I It was a really heartfelt, wonderful little film about growing up in Northern Ireland um, during the big... Uh, all the problems that were happening in the 60s and 70s. Um, so, uh, really love that one. What's your number five? Uh, you go ahead and go down your list. We'll, we'll do, oh. we'll just, we'll do ours. You go through yours and I'll go through mine. Oh, okay. okay. So let's cool. just do it that way. All right, cool. So, um, my next movie on the list, okay, is uh, number four. I'm going to go with um, Spider-Man No Way Home for my number four. Um, I really love this movie. It wasn't, and, and it's really hard look. A lot of these, there's a lot of movies I love this year, but I have to pick out the five that I really liked. I really liked Spider-Man No Way Home because it felt like it was a culmination of a lot of stuff, you know, just kind of coming together. And it was fun. It was so much fun. I really had a great time watching that. And, uh, you know, totally was blown away by it. Um, Next, number three, is Pig uh, with um, Nicolas Cage. Uh, this movie, it is so well-crafted uh, and brilliant. I, I just really love the way it was written. Um, and, you know, Nicolas Cage makes a lot of really weird stuff you know, lately. But this one was like, oh my gosh, he just like landed this movie somehow. And it's it's all in the writing. It's all in the writing. The writing is so good. The directing is so good. Everything is good about this movie. Number two on my list uh, is Dune. Oh no, wait. 
yeah, number two is Dune. Dune, um, it is a masterpiece. I think that Denis Villeneuve has done an incredible job of bringing this book, this impossible book, to film. Um, and I can't say enough about this movie just because it's so great. It is just a feast for the eyes, ears. Uh, it's brilliantly crafted and written uh, so that, you know, the difficult stuff about like reading minds and stuff that's inside people's minds and stuff is, is well, well done. Uh, much better than the 1984, I think it was 84. Was it 84 when the first Dune came out? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first Dune movie, even though I love David Lynch, this movie is, is, is far and beyond like anything I could ever hope for, for a Dune movie. Um, finally, my favorite movie of the year is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, I think because I was more emotionally involved in that one uh, than any others. I felt it's a great sequel to the originals. Um, it hit all the notes it needed to hit and more. And it, it left me an emotional wreck after <laughs> After watching it, and I and it happened four times in a row because I saw this movie like over and over again on a weekend, just because you know we've got proton packs and stuff. So you know it's close to my heart. Okay, so that's my top five. All right. Well, all right. I'm gonna get to my top five now. Okay. Best films. Um, so number my number five was Dune. Uh, I really loved Dune. I thought it was beautifully shot. The reason it's okay. It's, there's a ton of movies. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there's so many. There's so many good movies that came out this year, so I really had to had a hard time whittling it down. But I did pick Doom because I thought it was very just visually stunning, very well done. The reason it's at my number five though is just because, as someone who hasn't read the books, doesn't know all the lore, there was some things I felt like could have been explained to the average viewer a little better, but. It was it, it was it was a fantastic film, and I, I do think it's one of the best films of the year. And and you know people are saying you know this is something that people thought was unfilmable, and he made he he made it the best he could. Like probably this is the probably the best version that's that's been possible. So yeah. he he really pulled that off. But yeah, I really like Dune. Um, and I can't wait for part two coming out this year. No, no, 2023. 2023. 2023. But, yeah, see where it goes. My number four, Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. Oh, that was, that was a tough choice for me. Yeah, that that <laughs> was really good. Just, just the music, the, 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 uh, the costumes, everything he did with the time period. I liked the whole mystery with it. Um, Sometimes it felt a bit indulgent with with the, uh, you know, exploring the 60s era and all that. But you know what? He can be indulgent. I think he's earned the right at this point to be indulgent. And, it, and, it's, still, it, it, and it's still enjoyable to watch. Um, I did not see the ending coming. It, it, it's yeah. a really good kind of horror movie, kind of sci-fi movie. A, little, a mix a little bit of both, but I loved those. Number three, Spider-Man No Way Home. Culmination of over two decades of Spider-Man films. Yep. Uh, 
it, it was funny. It gave me everything I wanted. It was heartfelt. Uh, man, I really want to give some spoilers on this, but I don't want to do it <laughs> to you guys if you haven't seen it yet. If you haven't seen it yet, why haven't you seen it yet? Why? Go see it. Why? See that movie. Go, go see it. It's still in IMAX. Yeah. So, my number two... And I, and, I, and I was going to make this my number one, but there was one other film that I just felt was slightly better. But my number two film is Ghostbusters Afterlife. I love this movie uh, so much. You know, it, I grew up watching Ghostbusters, the, the, uh, the real Ghostbusters, all that stuff. Um, I, I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. And this was a great sequel after 2016's movie, kind of reboot. They tried it, and it was alright, but, you know, this is what I really wanted. I really wanted a true sequel, and it wasn't the kind of sequel I was expecting, but it is one that that, that we deserved. I think it was great, and it came from Ivan, uh, Jason Reitman, the son of Ivan Reitman, and so it was kind of a family. It was a film that was kept, a series kept in the family. Um, it was funny, Oh my gosh, those kids, the kid actors they got, McKenna Grace and Logan Kim. Those so those funny. kid actors carried the whole dang movie. They did. And they were so good. Those those kids are going to go places. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I absolutely love this. I saw it uh, about five times, I guess. Um, but then I'm going to, but my number one is Pig. I had to go with Pig because it was just such a, Beautiful film. I mean, it, it was it was tragically beautiful. It was a little depressing, but it's one of the best films I've seen in years. And I was completely shocked by it, by how good it was. And Nicolas Cage got a Best Actor nomination, and he totally deserves it. But I think this film should have been in the Best Picture nominations, too. Yeah. Um, and, you know, John, John Krasinski really liked it because he hired... Uh, uh, Michael uh, Strahansky, I think that's how his last name is pronounced, who directed this film, to helm the next uh, A Quiet Place film, which is another one I really wanted to put on my list was mm. A Quiet Place too, but yeah. I had to whittle it down. But anyways, that that is my number one. Even though I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan, that I just felt like that one, artistically, that one mm. was a little was just a little more complex. Yeah. And a little, so that was it. Was a hard, it was a hard decision for me to to switch out to choose between whether Ghostbusters Afterlife or Pig was going to be my number one. But anyways, um, all right, Roger, <laughs> your worst. Okay. okay, my fifth worst film is The Tomorrow War. It's a Amazon original. Um, man, okay, so this movie was entertaining. The reason I'm putting it at number five is because it was entertaining, but man, the story is so derivative and, and just really was, the ending was so dumb. I mean, I, I just like, okay, so these creatures are like buried in the ice and, you know, that's the reason humanity gets wiped out. And it's like the predator is so beyond like any kind of thing that would probably <laughs> occur in nature. I mean, if something like that lived on a planet, it would be the only thing that lived, and it would eat everything, and then it would just die. You know? I mean, because that it was just the dumbest premise, in my in my opinion. Um, 
The next one that I had, uh, let's see, as four, it's going to be uh, Chaos Walking. Okay, this is another, is it an Amazon original? No, this no. originally came out in theaters. Okay. But it made like maybe three million. <laughs> Chaos Walking. It's got uh, uh, the kid who plays Spider-Man. Yeah, Tom Holland, Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. And I mean, you're like, okay, Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley should be pretty good. But basically, it's a story of these people that live on this planet where all the men, for some reason, because they colonize the planet, they colonize the planet. They're from Earth. They colonize the planet. For some reason, all the men, for some reason, they uh, you can hear all their thoughts like broadcast out everywhere they go. And it's like, I don't know if they're trying to say something, you know, about the relationships between men and women or what, but it was just weird. And I, I mean, I watched the watched at the end of the movie and I just was like, I mean, it's watchable. That's why it's a four. Uh, but man, it <laughs> the story was so convoluted. I was like, what in the world? Um, so, okay, that's four. Number three is Malignant, which is this movie about this person who has a, a, a vestigial twin that's like psychic and takes over her body and then flips her around and she attacks people. And it's it was just laughable. I think it was played as a serious movie, but you're laughing all the way through. It's like one of those, okay? Yeah. That's why it's number three. Number two... Is old. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan. That guy either makes a really good movie, Sixth Sense, or he makes garbage. And he never does in between. <laughs> I mean... You know what I'd really <laughs> like to know about M. Night Shyamalan? I'd really like to know... I, the first thing I'd go up to M. Night Shyamalan, if I ever met him, I'd go up and say, Hey, what's your name and occupation? <laughs> There's this little kid that constantly goes up there and like, what's your name and occupation? Just, you know, like kids do. It's just, that movie was so dumb. I mean, we, we, were, we went to see it in the movie theater with my family because they were like, oh, this will be cool. This looks interesting. And we went to see it and everybody that was in my family like left the movie going, what did we just see? Oh, it's yeah, awful. And this so was based bad. on a graphic novel. So like he didn't he didn't even have to build this movie himself. He no. had the groundwork laid for him and he still messed it up. He messed it up like bad. It's so awful. Okay, so my number one worst movie of the year. F nine. <laughs> Cause family. Uh yeah, this movie is so horrible and they need to quit making these because and I don't understand why they keep making them. Well, I know. They make money because morons will go watch them. Uh sorry. I didn't mean to say that. But you know, I mean really if you just want a movie that has zero plot and just has people. I mean, this has things like what in the world did he do with his little kid while he was on that whole thing? This is something we talked about on the podcast. Yeah, he, he just what? left it there alone. He left a little kid, like, what was he, six? Yeah, like six or seven. At something. home by himself while he went off gallivanting around the planet maybe, maybe with these younger. weirdos. Maybe younger. That kid was like a toddler. Dude, he was a little kid. What the heck? He just leaves him at home. He comes home, and he's all like, 
He's eating all the ho hos and he's like passed out on the couch from a, from a yeah. diabetic coma. Um, man, that movie's so bad. And, and honestly, I don't know why. You know, I understand why they keep making them because they do make money. But why? Look, you people who watch these movies, quit going to see them. You're not doing the world a favor. All right. Okay. So that's my worst. Okay. What's yours? All right. So I actually didn't rate, rate you know, rank these. These are kind. Of, just my top five in general. The first one I have on my list, F9. <laughs> so we're in total F9, agreement. this movie <laughs> crap. was a cartoon. There's re- The things that happen in this movie is a cartoon. Oh, it's like, <laughs> like a tank drops on top of, upside down on top of Tyrese. And you hear like that bell, like dung, like when somebody dies in a cartoon. And then he kind of just walks out of there, stumbling out of there, like, whoa, I've been shaken you know, up, like by the vibrations or whatever. And he's like, how are you still alive? Like the train dropped on time. He just stumbles out of there like a cartoon. He should have had like a little one up that appeared over his there, head. There, there's a scene where, where a bridge, where a bridge like drops off and they jump off the bridge. And then he spit, turns the wheels a little bit and grabs off a piece, part of the rope that was part of the rope bridge, and swings his car like Tarzan across there. Uh, it's just it's, so it, bad. Uh, it's so awful. If so, I hadn't watched. I mentioned this in that episode that we reviewed this. I hadn't watched one since uh, Tokyo Drift, the third one, and I enjoyed those movies, but I hadn't watched these since then. If this was my where I jump back on, it's where I jump back off immediately. <laughs> this was yeah. just so bad. So awful. My next one up, Malignant. James Wan's Malignant. This movie, all I heard was how good everybody thought this movie was when it first, when, I'm seeing like, like, you know, critics who got to see it early watching the reactions like, oh, okay, I'll go check this out. This was terrible. It was dumb. There was one scene I enjoyed in a police station. It got the 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 choreography. It was like a turned into a action scene, and it was really it looked really cool. But that was it. That was its only <laughs> redeeming quality. Yeah. And everybody's saying, "Oh, this is this is a callback to 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 like Basket Case and, and no. or or to." Uh, Dario Argento is like, no, it's not. Stop making excuses for this movie. I, you, you're the, just you're, you're the jail scene where she destroys the people in the jail. It it's played as like a horror bit, but it's the funniest thing I've ever. Well, seen. that's where that's but following that is the is actually the coolest scene where she breaks out of there and she just starts wasting all the police officers, and it's actually very well shot. It looks very cool, but that's it. <laughs> this is an awful movie. My next one is a very special Christmas movie. Home Sweet, Home Alone. Oh, man. Oh, this was so bad. Like, the kid in this, he's no Kevin McAllister. He's a turd. How do you like this? Nobody likes this kid. He's awful. He's talking back to his mom. He's just trying to, like, murder these people. And I felt bad for the criminals because they're just like, we we just want to go in and get this doll back because we're about to lose our house and this kid's like, <laughs> no, nah, I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> yeah, that kid needs. The, and it, it, and I have, but by the end I had a little less 
uh, sympathy for the people too, the the mom and the dad, the husband and the wife, because they, this all could have been been solved by one conversation. Sure. And so, uh, it it's just horrible. There's nobody to really root for in this movie. No. Um, no. But it, no it's bad. No, no redeemable characters at all. No. So stupid. Um, my next up, Reminiscence. Oh, yeah. Reminiscence. I almost put that this on. This movie was so bad. And it was trying to be kind of like this um, 40s noir style. Like Blade Runner. Like, no, no, not even Blade Runner. Like a noir 40s style thing where you got like the, you know, the grizzled detective type thing or whatever. You know yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where they're doing like the monologue yeah. over it. And it's just trying Everything to... was great until she walked Yeah, in. that kind of thing, yeah. She walked into my life, and she... I don't know. She was a hologram. She, yeah, so I, don't, I don't know. I, I I don't have anything clever to say there. It's, it, I, I can't think of anything off the top. The movie's just bad. It is just... It's awful. And it came I don't from, think we finished it. I did. You did? Oh, I finished it. I didn't. It was a slog. I quit watching that. It was terrible. Yeah. I, I came back, like, maybe a month later and finished it. It was... <laughs> it was, it was Awful. My last one <laughs> is demonic. <laughs> by by uh oh my mind just went blank. Neil Blomkamp. Oh yeah. And I've got I've got a disappointing one on my list, but I I guess this might fall under the disappointing category too because he hadn't made a film in so long. And then I saw this trailer trailer for it and I was like, oh that is really cool looking. Like it's got it's, and it's like a Neil mi- Blomkamp. Yeah, Neil Blomkamp. Which and we love Neil Blomkamp. I know, Blomkamp. I love Neil Blomkamp. I don't think he's made anything that I hate. I that I even just like I don't think there's any movie where I was just like, Yeah, that was okay. I think I've loved all of his movies. Yeah, man. And so even Alicia. I was yeah. And this was like this didn't they wouldn't get this in theaters and so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I love this. I haven't seen anything from him in a long time. I'm gonna pay the eight dollars to rent this. And I did, and it was bad. I, I, I couldn't believe how bad this was. Shame on you, Neil. I, I, I was like, what the heck, Neil? This is all you got after an absence of, what, five years or something? Yeah. This is all you got? Um, <laughs> it, was, it was this weird thing with, like, entering a virtual world, but there's, like, Ghost in the virtual world, and it had something to do with, uh, had something to do with like, like these uh, Templars. Yeah. And I don't know. Oh, it it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It, it, but I couldn't believe how bad it was. I will say there's like some cool visuals here, like mostly during the beginning when mm-hmm. you're, they're kind of going in through the vir- into the virtual world. But other than that, I, oh, yeah. I, I don't understand. I I just couldn't believe. That I was watching a Neil Blomkamp movie. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely not like a Blomkamp movie at all. All right, now to the last section: our disappointing film. And we of agree the year. on this. We one, have so. the same one. Yep. Matrix, Matrix Resurrections. Resurrections. Uh, oh man, you know what? So I like much potential. I know. You know what? I actually walked out of this. So I was like, yeah, I like that. And then we immediately went and watched. Uh, Kingsman, the Kingsman after that, which was incredibly fun, which is another one I really wanted to put on my list, but of course I had to whittle it down again. Sure. Um, 
But it's like, I think I like Kingsman a lot more. And then I went home and I started really thinking about everything that happened in the Matrix Resurrections. Mm-hmm. And some disappointment started to settle in. And then some like, wait a minute. Okay, so I'm going to spoil some stuff here. It's on HBO Max if you want to go watch it. Uh, you can tur- you can end the podcast now if you don't want to hear spoilers, but I have to tell you what my issues are with this film. The things that happened in this movie, there was really no reason for them to happen. No, there wasn't. There was, so at the end of Matrix Resurrection, uh, Revolutions, Neo, he sacrifices himself. He makes a deal with the machines that says... Okay, you can put me in... I'll, I'll make a deal with you. I'll be, become part of this. You don't have to fight with me anymore. But there will be peace. You will leave the people alone. And anybody who wants to leave the Matrix can leave. And the machine says, okay, deal done. Yeah. And they do that. And in this yeah. one, all that, that peace is paid off. You see it. They're like growing crops. And they're, they're, there's machines like working with the people to grow crops and all that stuff. And these people are like, oh... Neo's a legend. Let's just go wake him up. Let's just get him out of there. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 you know, just destroy the peace. And, and Niobe shows up later. And she's like, so you decided to go wake him up and risk our peace with the machines and have our new city. I forget the name of the new city that they have it now. but And destroy everything yeah. just because. And I'm like, Thinking back on that, like Niobe's right. Yeah, she is right. You idiots. Why did you? Why that you? Up? You just wrecked, and then Neo comes out, and he's like, "Well, now I gotta go wake up Trinity, cause you know, cause I love her. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's. I'm just gonna make things even worse, cause I love her. And then you had like the younger, uh, a younger like Neo, not Neo, uh, uh, Morpheus, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, I hope they explain why that's not Lawrence Fishburne. And they do, because this takes place 80 years later. But then thinking about it again, he's like a program based yeah. on, on Morpheus, so there's really no reason why they couldn't use Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. It was just like just bringing in a new star. I mean, the whole thing about them having that piece, there were like robots and and artificial intelligence like hanging out with them. Yes, they were helping them. They were them. working together, working together. In they this were helping cool them. society and they got to go wake up Neo. And, like, I mean it's like really and then he goes and gets her. I mean I get that he's trapped in there and it's like he wants to be free and all this stuff. That that makes sense, but then Oh, he, he didn't even know that he that he, he wanted to be free. He, he wasn't aware. He thought he was just suffering mental illness and and that sad and all but again he made that sacrifice and they he just and they just sacrifice. threw it and they just woke him up and destroyed it yeah and i'm just like why are you doing this and then you know thinking about it again the beginning of the movie it was like kind of funny and they were being mad about it because they're like okay so our, our our beloved parent company warner brothers is wanting us to make a sequel to the matrix video games because apparently in this version uh uh, John Anderson created the Matrix as a video game series. Thomas Anderson. Yeah, Thomas Anderson, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they're like, they want us to make a sequel, and they're, they say they're going to do it with or without us. And I'm thinking now, it's like, did Lana Wachowski, 
was that the deal with Lana Wachowski and making this? Like, well, if they're going to make it anyways, it might as well be me. And this whole thing was kind of a, the beginning there, the whole med thing was just kind of her thumbing, what was kind of a, uh, Lana Wachowski thumbing their nose at, at Warner Brothers. At Warner Brothers, yeah, yeah. over it. So it's like, maybe they didn't even want to make this movie. And so the whole movie was just kind of pointless. Yeah. They really had nothing to do with it. And then there was a character, what's his name? The Frenchman, I forget his name. Just oh, kind of Avengian? Yes, just kind of showed up for no reason. And he was just like there and gone. I was like, ha ah, I was in the last movies. Now I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, and then there was like uh, the new... The new uh, uh, Agent Smith, which was, I like that actor, but he was no Hugo Weaving. He didn't represent no, the character well at no. all. And then the way it ended, they're like, okay, and now we're going to, the Matrix, we're going to remake the Matrix our way. Or, or so, I don't remember the exact words they said, but all I was thinking was that after that, like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Like, there's no explanation. And then later, it was like, I guess... And they kind of left it open-ended. But after this, they're like, oh, no, we're not making any more Matrix movies. So it's like, <laughs> again, everything that happened in this movie is pointless. This yeah. movie was pointless. And I was super excited for this movie. I was too, man. Because I'm a huge Matrix fan. And it fan. just fell flat. Yeah. They didn't need to do this movie. They so, really didn't need to do it. I guess um, calling it a... Just a disappointment is an understatement from everything you're hearing me say right now. Yeah, it's it's really kind of an understatement because, I mean, I had a lot of high hopes for this movie, and um, I mean, at the beginning of the movie, I was kind of jazzed about it. It was kind of cool at the beginning when I first started watching, it, maybe the first thirty minutes. But after that, it got just like I was like, "What? You mean? You mean? Oh, okay, this doesn't, you know." So I got I got really I was really disappointed in this. I really wanted more than that. You know, so I think this movie kind of proved maybe the Matrix doesn't need to come back. No, it probably doesn't. Just leave no. it, leave it where it is. Let it, it is, lie. it is that whole story. The original story is like this wonderful, um, almost like a Christ image story. You know, it's like he sacrificed himself for all humanity, and then <laughs> well, yeah, the final scene where he sacrifices himself to the machine, he kind of floats up in the air with his arms out, and there's like. And there's like this uh, a light crucifix down, yeah, a lit that, up crucifix over yeah. his body. Yeah, I mean, so, it's, it's definitely like a Christ image story. And what they did was they just resurrected, I don't know, what what are they resurrecting? You know, it's like... Another thing, the fight scenes. Oh, the they, fight were, scenes. they were nothing to write. I don't about. understand the fight. It's like, okay, so Neo... He does a few hand-to-hands and, like, one kick, but most of the movie, he's just putting his hands out and, like, force-pushing everybody away. And it's yeah, not like, like or And it's not like Keanu Reeves can't do that anymore at his age. Dude, he's I mean, he makes those, John Wick those movies. John Wick movies. I wanted to see Neo throw down on somebody, but it, all he does is go, push. Yeah, just put force-push. <laughs> That's pretty much it. He phoned it in. Yeah. <laughs> this is... All right. I, 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 we're, we're, we're really... We're really going off on this movie now. <laughs> now that we're spoiling it, but yeah, I just had to. I had to get that out of my system. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I guess that's all the time we have today. Does yeah. you have anything else you no. want to add? No, right. I think I said all I'm going to say on the Matrix. <laughs> okay, man. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Roger Colby, and I'm Richard Coots.